Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast, and with me, as always, my best friend and the other host of the show, Eric Robles. What's up, guys? Episode 99. We're just one episode away wow. from 100. That is it's crazy. That is insane, man. I mean, this is the most I've ever committed to anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's just impressive on its own, right? Uh, but before we get into this episode, because we're not actually really going to talk about it, because well, there's a lot of other shit. Actually, there's two things to talk about because I don't, I don't think we're talking about it. No, not that we're not even mentioning that. Um, okay, we'll start things off with. Uh, did you see how intense it hap- it got between Tuchel and Conte? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it uh, looked like they were about to shake hands like normal. Like it looked like okay, he was walking away. All of a sudden, he's just pulling to him. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah, that was that uh that Tottenham Chelsea game was very entertaining. It's crazy to think that it was it's been quite some time since Tottenham scored on Chelsea. So mm-hmm. like the I think like their most recent goal scored on Chelsea was an own goal. So it wasn't even from I a Tottenham so. player. So yeah. so yeah, so I mean it was a draw, but a very intense draw. But yeah, it was a, it was Bro, it was actually it really a really was good intense. game. It was, it was really a really intense. good game. Uh, but the other thing is, um, so there's a a leak that uh, that came about if you're a U.S. soccer fan, and uh, they leaked out the alleged World Cup kits for the U.S. men's national team, and uh, they're bad. <laughs> I mean, like really bad. I mean, so the way I saw it, like. Um the way I saw it was, um, to me, it looked like the old school, um, home kits are like, uh, you remember back in 2002, how simple it was? It didn't have anything, any frills, well, any like, I mean, stripes or anything like that. I, I expect that from like the, the, the white kit, but like the blue kit is, uh, 
it's 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 worse. <laughs> I really Damn, do hope. Bad, that, eh? I really do hope that's not the jersey. Someone was like, "Oh, let's let's keep the uh, the ones for the Gold Cup." God, no! I fucking hate those jerseys. The the <laughs> the weird stripe shit. I, just just so you guys know, here's here's Spencer's reaction. Why are they so plain? It's a good point for for a question. And then they should have done a vote to see because good lord. So, so that's uh, Spencer's reaction. Because and honestly, it's very fitting because yeah, that those jerseys. I hopefully they you know obviously they still got to add the numbers and obviously the Nike swoosh. Um, it looks like they're gonna. It looks like where the U.S. will be getting that, you know, having like the the bad the crest on the in the middle of the shirt instead of on the on the on one side of the shirt. So so that's kind of interesting. But yeah, these jerseys don't look like they're it to me. I, I mean, the white one, I think it's expected for the U.S. men's national team to have like just a plain white jersey. But I feel like you should, you know, it's one of those things like one could be like plain, but the other one can be a little bit creative and. Uh, I don't really like the creativity that was given for the second one. I'm not too bad. I'm not too mad at the at the at the at the primary jersey. I'm just the secondary jersey. I'm like it could have been better. Is, is all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I guess I agree with you on that one. But it's yeah, just, so. it's it's uh, yeah. Go ahead. Is that like it's plain looking? Yeah, I, I think it's like plain looking, like you said. Um, but I mean, to be honest, like. I do kind of miss that out of a jersey. I guess the the plain uh, the plain looking jerseys like those usually were simple yet you know they they would bring it you know like it, it was it was cool to have. They got the job done. Yeah, I guess like the thing is it's like with with international jerseys, there's like certain th- like you know like if Argentina doesn't do blue stripes, you know that's that would be sacrilegious. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the the La Celeste stripes or the uh, uh, uh so I said um the uh, when I'm losing myself over here um or, we, um, or Brazil chooses not to wear yellow. You know, yeah, like, there you go. Like, actually, Brazil's probably the best example because their their shirt is just a plain yellow jersey. Yeah, with shorts. So. It's a little different just because obviously like international jersey, they don't have sponsors on them. So it's a little different, but yeah, it was, it, it's just apparently Weston McKinney was not a fan of them. He, you know, <laughs> if you, if you guys follow a uh, future U.S. men's national team or uh, U.S. men's national team, uh, there's a lot of like U.S. men's national team following like fan accounts, not necessarily like official U.S. men's national team accounts, but like they're just fan created accounts, but do have quite a following. Uh, someone yeah. like someone DM this. Uh, I think it's US Men National Team only. Actually, uh, someone DM them the the leaked uh, template for the jerseys, and then Weston McKinney actually responded on that post. And he was like, "I try to tell him." So um, that doesn't help me feel any more confident because it seems very very likely that that's gonna, those are going to be the jerseys that the US Men's National Team wear, especially when you have Damn. Weston McKinney kind of confirming it. <laughs> not really like it was like not really confirming but kind of confirming it at the same time because he's like I try to tell him so that's you know it's like it doesn't help help or, like I think that's not you know obviously as a player you're, I think you're supposed to keep the, that because I'm, I'm sure they do like photo shoots and all that with the jerseys you know obviously before the they unveil them so I, I'm pretty yeah. sure there's supposed to be some level of confi- confidentiality 
Um, look at me with all these law words because I've been stuck in jury duty. <clears throat> Bro, jury duty sucks, by the way. Um, that's all I gotta say. That's all I can say right now. Because of my, the case the, yeah, I was about to say, I was like, if the government's listening, he doesn't mean that. <laughs> if, if you aren't listening, how come this didn't get me kicked out of the jury? Oh god, <laughs> that's a fair point. But anyways, yeah. So I wanted to touch up, uh, you know, the Conte and Conte and Tuchel little little stare down or little 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 hustle, tussle between the two. And then obviously yeah. also the U.S. Men's National Team jerseys, just because it's not going to be featured on this episode. Um, this episode does have transfer watch, as we always do. Have some some headlines that we need to talk about. Uh, a debate topic. Well, not really a debate topic, but. Uh, the the nominees for the 2022 Ballon d'Or has been released, so me and Edward are gonna try to do it again and predict the top three. There's not gonna be Messi in there, so um, that's fair. Uh, there, there is a player in there that I'm kind of scratching my head on as to why he's there, but we'll get. To, <clears throat> don't worry, guys. We'll talk a lot about Manchester United today. <laughs> this seems to be the episode where we're gonna just talk about Manchester United. Uh, games to recap, once again, Manchester United will be featured in this episode. Uh, announce our players of the week. Uh, give you guys some games to watch this coming weekend. Um, super early, but hey, we're going to have FC Portal taking on Sporting Lisbon. So, it's a pretty big game now in Port- over in Portugal, especially now that Sporting Lisbon is actually pretty good now. So, so there's that. And obviously, we're continuing our three up, three downs of all the, the jerseys from the top five leagues. So we're going to be going into the Bundesliga. Of course, you'll have Kelsey go on first, and then you'll hear us do our three ups, three downs. But yeah, so like I said, quite the show we have in store for you guys. So much that we forgot to mention about Tottenham and then the U.S. Men's National Team jerseys. So we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with Transfer Watch. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you'll also be supporting Insert Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we're back. I actually, for a brief moment, just kind of started warming up to the jerseys. And then Edward mentioned Landon Donovan. And now I hate him again. So, so thanks, Edward. That's that's this is a this is what a best friend does. Yeah, pretty much. Just me, just reiterating the reason why he hates those. Even though he said, "You know what? They're going on me." And I was like, "Don't you remember Landon Donovan?" Never mind. I hate him. <laughs> yeah, everyone else. I'm a Landon Donovan hater. Um, all right, so we're gonna start things off. So, Sesco. Uh, a young promising striker from RB Salzburg who Manchester United was very much interested in getting. Um, he's not going to Manchester United. As a matter of fact, he's joining RB Leipzig. So, um, yeah, uh, I was like, I was like, damn, like on that one. Yeah. I, I mean, do they really need a, yes, they do need a forward. <laughs> Actually, they need a lot of things. Well, Apparently, one billion doesn't. One billion doesn't get you enough. Apparently, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like he's literally. I think. I think what it is. It's like they don't really like. Isn't he just doing a transfer, like a free transfer, because it's Red Bulls? 
uh, Salzburg to Red Bulls Leipzig? Uh, I I know that there's some sort of partnership like, I there's there, a, but there's, I think they there's, still there's, get... There's a, there's a money exchange, of course. It's just, I guess it's like changing money in between companies. Just the, the transfer, the yeah, transfer I mean, fee is the it's only not, thing that gets added new. onto the... Yeah, it's not new for a player from RB Salzburg going to RB Leipzig. I mean, similar to, you know, Caden uh, uh, Clark, uh, you know, he he played for New York Red Bulls. Now he's with RB Leipzig as well. Um, uh, you know what? I haven't really heard much about him in a while. I wonder what he's up to. Um, that's not the point. But anyways, so Sasko, uh, he ends up pulling the okie doke and going to RB Leipzig. So, so RB Leipzig, you know, you know, we'll see what, you know, they develop talent. I mean, that's for sure. Um, he's going to go learn from Timo Werner, who, what, which I forgot to even mention, these guys scored a banger of a goal. <laughs> so, so Edward's prophecy is being foretold now. Yeah, pretty much. We're never going to let you go, <laughs> let let it go that Edward for you. Oh, I know. I yeah. know. Until it actually happens. Yeah. Uh, so, Caustic, a uh, player from, uh, uh, Frankfurt, uh, he, you know, obviously he was part of Frankfurt's team last season that won the Europa League. Um, he is actually joining Juventus to be part of that midfield. So, uh, I don't know how you feel about that, Edward, but another midfielder in Juventus. Also, Weston McKenney is now officially the number eight for Juventus. So, yeah, I mean, it's, um, okay, so, with the whole the pie thing and um just, Oh, don't get ahead of yourself there, buddy. I know, I know. I'm just and that's that's what I'm like I'm like I had to think I had to dig uh you know, pretty deep on that. I was just anyways, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Alexis Sanchez is joining Marcial. So um I I think I don't know if he was still with uh inter inter I was about to say Inter Miami, Inter Milan. Um, that was the last time I heard of him. But now he's over in France playing for Olympic Marcio. Um, So we'll see what happens, what he does over there in the French League. Uh, Memphis Depay, he is actually negotiating his Barcelona exit. How do you feel about that, Edward? I mean, truthfully, truthfully, I don't... <sighs> With all the players that Barcelona has been having right now uh, that they registered that they did all kinds of different shit. Um, it's I think it was bound to happen to either let you know Memphis leave or you know sell him or or Memphis. You know he stated that he he doesn't want to leave. Well, they got to figure something out because he's not even the number nine anymore. Um, exactly, but he got stripped. While he's dealing with his negotiation to uh, to leave to leave Barcelona, uh, Juventus is interested in getting Memphis Depay um, for some reason. I mean, they already got Dusan Vlahovic. I, I figured that would be like their future that they're looking to build on. I mean, they didn't they didn't try to keep Morata, so clearly they believe in Dusan Vlahovic. Um, but I guess they want to add another striker there in Depay. But uh, I don't know. I really don't know what to feel about them. I mean, I think Depay is still a really good forward. Uh, unfortunately, just he didn't really get a real good shake at it in Barcelona. Um, yeah. 
I just don't think he was necessarily part of Shavi. Well, clearly wasn't part of Shavi's plan because you know he's pushing him out. Uh, but I think he can still be good. He can still be serviceable. I think Italy is probably is to me is a really good, a pretty good league for him to go out there and play in. A little bit more physical yeah. than what he's used to, but I think I think a good place for him to play in, especially if he's trying to get himself. I mean, he's going to be in the Dutch national team. That's 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 a given. But obviously, he wants that's a given. He, you know, he needs to play to, to be informed by the time the World Cup, which is crazy. We'll get to the World Cup because there's a not really like an inconvenience, but there's some news involving the World Cup. But yeah, so Juventus possibly going to be looking into bringing Depay over to Turin. Um, Arsenal is interested in a player that I actually really like from Villarreal in Jeremy Pino. Um, mm. I think it's interesting mainly because obviously it's a, it's a winger. He's a winger. Um, so I mean, does that mean Pepe is out the door? I don't know, but you know, you definitely got to say you, Arsenal's looking really good right now. Maybe they're trying to add a little yeah. more firepower, firepower in there. Jeremy Pino, a very Promising young Spanish winger, um, so I'm not against it at all. Honestly, you know, get, <laughs> get Arsenal stronger. Hell, yeah. freaking Shaka's even scoring goals what? right now. Damn. <laughs> Though, uh, you know, you know, I, mean, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, exactly. That's what made me laugh. I, was like, I know how you feel. Also, you guys know what I say. After every time Shaka scores a goal, he's gonna get red carded. So, so that's that's gonna be inevitable. Um, oh, man. But yeah, so Arsenal, you know, trying to be aggressive, which I like. Matthew Hoppy, man, I forgot about this guy. <laughs> no, I mean, what the hell? He's, he's good. No, I mean, it's just because he went to Mallorca and, you know, it's Mallorca. But Matthew Hoppy is actually joining Middlesbrough. And if you guys have been keeping up with what's going on with Middlesbrough, they recently got Zach Steffen. So, I don't think there's any. Trying to build up. I don't know trying, any trying to build up the But hey, Middlesbrough, I think it's a good opportunity. He's going to be playing in the championship. I think that's where Middlesbrough is in right now. Um, but I think a good, obviously a good opportunity for him get some get some opportunity to play once again. You know, if you're an American player, especially those on the cusp of trying to get into the roster, um, this is probably a good place for you. Same thing for Zach Steffen. Obviously, he's kind of going with a, a goalkeeper battle between him and Matt Turner. So he's definitely wants to be pl- getting some playing time before the World Cup. So, but yeah, Matthew Hoppy, I think this is a good move for him. Hopefully, he can get the get back in Greg Berhalter's radar and uh, and be part of this World Cup roster. Mm. Everybody's favorite Brazilian, Willian, is joining Fulham. This boy said everyone's favorite Brazilian. Has he ever played for one of your teams? He only, he played for Chelsea. Uh, didn't he play for he played for your team? Played yeah, for Arsenal. Yeah, very very uh, very anticlimactic, by the way. He, yeah, well, no, no shit. I mean, I thought he was going to retire in Brazil, but apparently I was wrong on that one. Uh, so. I mean, I I don't think he might. He's there's still time. Anyways, he's going to Fulham. All right. <laughs> um, Ar- Arsenal defender Mari is actually joining Monza on loan. Obviously, Arsenal's trying to 
trim some fat out of that out of that team. And honestly, Monty's one of those guys. Um, so I'm not against this. So I'm okay with this. So good, good move for Arsenal. Um, Manchester United are interested in uh, Chelsea. I kind of want to say outcast uh, Zayek. So oh wow, I mean, damn. Okay, I'm, I'm, okay. No, you know what? I, I'm not even going to say nothing right now. I'm, not, I'm just going to say quiet. Yeah, so. Yeah, man, she's not. I think their solution is a winger. So, okay, I guess so. Um, but kind of going to the other side, Chelsea. Chelsea is actually interested in getting a bombing. Obviously, you know, Thomas Tuchel has some um, some familiarity with a bombing, being that, that they have those Borussia Dortmund ties. Um, this would definitely tear me apart because of the fact that um, he was a, obviously a really good player for Arsenal went at, at some point was the only player for at Arsenal and you know he definitely carried Arsenal to a lot of games obviously took him to the FA Cup final and yeah. and uh, the thought of him going to Chelsea does sicken me um, <laughs> it does make sense though Chelsea needs a needs a striker and and uh, and Barcelona needs money so it's a very is, <laughs> don't you find it don't you find it odd that he's kind of repeating the Fabregas stage like of, of his career he went from Arsenal, then he's going to Barcelona, and then it's a possibility that he goes to Chelsea. Are you trying to bring me down because we're going to be talking about your shit club right now? I'm just, no. <laughs> what? No. I'm just letting you know, like, that's kind of like the history rewriting itself kind of deal. Yeah, the, the only difference is that I still love Aubameyang, and I still love, I obviously still love uh, Chef Fabregas. Except, yeah. except Robert Van Persie. That guy can go to hell. But <laughs> I mean, like, Just saying that those guys have my love. They've earned my respect. Not Robin Van Persie. I could be the only Arsenal it. fan that doesn't hate, that hates Robin Van Persie. I I, I, I don't I don't it. think that I'm the only one. But I didn't I didn't even bring him up. But okay, I was just talking about how Pabregas went through that stage where he was at Arsenal, then went to Barca, then went back to Chelsea, or went to Chelsea. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking because you don't want to see you know. The players you love playing against, playing in a rival. I yeah. mean, at that time, honestly, Arsenal wasn't in, in a competitive state, anyways. But mm-hmm. now it's maybe now it's a little bit different because now Arsenal does is in a competitive state. Um, obviously, it's still early in the season, but you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. if it happens, it makes sense though because once again, Chelsea needs a striker. Um, he's very familiar to what Thomas Tuchel does, so it it's yeah. like. It checks every box, and then plus Barcelona is dead broke, so they definitely need the money. They um, they need it, yeah. So it literally checks every box. This is like the most logical move, if anything possible. It's just gonna hurt me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But all right, now let's get to you. Manchester United is considering terminating Ronaldo's contract, which would probably be the smartest thing to do. To be frank, I don't think any you're you're not gonna get anything for Cristiano Ronaldo. At least nothing that he's gonna want. And, and to be fair. I don't think any team really wants him. I'm trying. I like. I've literally thought about it. Ever like. I've thought of every team that's possibly right now in the that's going to be in the Champions League. That's at least realistically can contend for the Champions League, and they don't need Cristiano Ronaldo. Bayern Munich, they don't need him. Um, Barcelona, God, they wouldn't want him. And if anything, that's just going to that's that's going to go, that's going backwards for them. Which I mean, if you want, if you want, you personally want Barcelona to get younger. 
this is not getting younger. Uh, maybe, maybe egotistically younger, but, uh, but not younger. I like how we created this notion that Cristiano Ronaldo is, uh, has a, has a huge ego. I don't know if it's true or not, but I like to believe it is. Um, but yeah, so Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, Real Madrid, obviously that'd be a terrible idea because obviously Benzema has, has just kind of become that leader for this team and Ronaldo probably would ruin that. Um, Atletico Madrid clearly don't want him, and I don't think they do because I mean Morata just scored two goals today, you know, in their in their in their you know La Liga match. So and Griezmann scored a goal too, but yeah, so I don't think they need him right now. Like PSG, maybe just for the name. I mean, to have Messi and and Neymar's you know Messi, Neymar, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Mbappe on one team, um, jerseys are gonna be flying. Yeah, if, like honestly, there's no team. That really makes sense. That's competitive. That's competing for the Champions League in my head. That would benefit from having Cristiano Ronaldo. A Champions League team is just right now at the moment. Everybody's kind of stacked right now. Everybody has the, t- the team that they want. Yeah, I mean the only the, the only thing I can think of the only thing I can think of it's if for. Any reason whatsoever, which I really doubt it's going to happen. It's like if he makes a return to Madrid, and then just for one season, no. basically what he's no. what he's what he's been doing at Manchester United. It's like just just don't doing want that. that. I'm you just might, I'm you just might want it. that, but I don't want that. Uh, I mean, not really. He, then, he is the you know, worst. Where, where, pressing where is he going to be? Where is he going to be? No, that's what I'm saying. He 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 doesn't press. He. He he kind of stopped. He stopped being the young Ronaldo, like where he was running everywhere. And because it's it's a lot, it takes a lot. It takes a toll on your on your body, on on your stamina. Like you know, you're not. You may be a professional soccer player like him. You know what? Him he can make it in Swiss, but you put him to you know, full pitch football. Yeah, you're 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 kind of fucked at that point. Yeah, I I mean, at this point, Ronaldo, either go to Sporting Lisbon or go to the MLS. Honestly, those are two options now. You're, you're, you're just. I mean, I mean, I mean, hands down, it's sad to say, yes, it's it's true. Honestly, I think he would make money at MLS. Um, Or he can make his mom happy and go, go play for Sporting Lisbon. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. You, you ain't lying. Honestly, those are the only two options at this point. If, if for you, Ronaldo stands, I, if you're going to be saying that I'm a Ronaldo hater, um, say it. I, I don't care at this point. But it, like you realistically tell me, like tell me realistically, where can Ronaldo go? That he can not press. Actually, I'm the Dynamo. Dynamo don't defend right now. So you know what? That, that's match made in heaven already. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They have boo-boo defense, might as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm just... I'm just putting it out there. This is just rough. But anyways, continuing on with Manchester United, they are working on getting uh, Matias Cunha from Atletico Madrid. If you guys don't know who Matias Cunha is, um, he's a forward. So... Another forward. Another forward. You know... (laughs) Uh, not a not a defender, you know. Maybe I guess they still believe in Harry Maguire and 
and the very short Lissandro Martinez. That's that was me. I, I, mean, I don't think I should have done that. That was me. I'm short, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's, it is, it is. he's trying so hard. But you got Harry Maguire, who why is he still on the? <sighs> <laughs> I, I, it's bro, funny how bro, like bro, I quickly bro, turned on bro. Harry Maguire because I I was actually like I think he can bounce back and now I'm like why is he still on the field? Bro, man? You got Rafael Moran. That, that that was it pissed me off that ah uh, that the new the new kid the the Argentina um, um, um anyways like the new kid the new kid from Argentina this past game uh, we'll yeah. talk more about Lissandra, it. Lissandra Martinez. Yes, like. The the, sh- the you, short center back, yeah. But why would you take like that's my thing? Like it pissed me off because I'm like, why would you? Why would you take like and that I, was my I, reaction? We're 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 but but yeah. There's, we, gonna, be, there's we, gonna be plenty we, of matches. I don't, don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to start. I don't want to start. Okay. All right. So that is transfer watch. Match United just making some head scratching moves. Uh. All right. So like I said, 2022 Qatar World Cup. Um, there is a little bit of a schedule change. So they actually moved back or move forward or move back. Move back means that same thing, right? Uh, no, wait, move back. Uh, does that mean they moved uh, to earlier? Day? Yeah. Is okay. it move back? Yeah. That's the proper word. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So they're actually going to start the World Cup earlier by one day. So opening day, which originally was November 21st, will now be November 20th. Um, so, you know, if you guys were, Planning your 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 stuff accordingly. Well, that's the new opening day. So originally it was going to be Senegal versus Netherlands for the first opening match, um, which I I get it why people were kind of like the people of Qatar and, and were kind of like yeah you know we we're the host we should right. probably be the first match. Um, so <laughs> so now Qatar and Ecuador will now be the opening match for the World Cup. Um, Probably, I'm sure there's going to be some schedule changes that would affect the rest of them, but I mean, I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, nothing really much else to say. Uh, now we just get to start watching the World Cup a little bit earlier in the in the fall. So I don't. It's already weird as it is, but I mean, I I think it makes the most sense for Qatar and Ecuador to kick it off because once again, it is in Qatar. Qatar should be the team that kicks off the tournament. Uh, I'm trying to start think. I'm now. I'm trying to think if like if the if the first match is has never been the host country because I think the yeah. first wasn't the first match for the World Cup when South Africa hosted. weren't they the first game? I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't remember that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the hosts. Always, I think they always play the first game. At least that's what I thought it was. And so I thought that was kind of. Maybe they were like, no one wants to see Qatar versus Ecuador. <laughs> um, dude, that actually sounds like a pretty cool match. I think they play. They did play against each other in Copa America. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when Qatar was that special guest, uh, yeah. you know, in the Copa America. I mean, Senegal versus I mean, Netherlands is gonna be that's gonna, <sighs> that's gonna be quite the game. But I mean, yeah, I, I'd still I, I'm still very intrigued about Qatar and Ecuador. Um, so I mean, I'm not against it any in any any other way. But yeah, so World Cup. Uh, World Cup 2022 will start November 20th. So that is the new start day. Shamelessly plug right now. Run your pool. Remember, guys, we're currently running a World Cup survivor pool. If you guys want to see if you guys can predict the World Cup better than me, Edward, or Spencer, or, or the all the other participants, um, go ahead and 
sign up through Run Your Pool. It is the pinned tweet and post on our Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. Um, so all the explanation is there. The winner, the, the person with the best prediction that has the highest score will receive a jersey of the winning country of the 2022 FIFA World Cup, which would be no. very awkward if you're a Mexican fan and the team that wins the World Cup is Argentina. But hey, <laughs> that's the rule. <laughs> now, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this right now. Are no, we allowed to participate? You're allowed to participate, but you ain't winning shit. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> I was like, God, now, dude. if Iker and Mateo... Oh no, that's not fair. But I'm the I'm the one that I'm a, I'm gonna I'm put a paper a piece of paper and be like, I was like, who's gonna win this, Papa? And then they they choose random ass teams. That would be pretty Next funny. Team. I don't want to I don't want to record your children doing that because I don't want to be exploitive like that. But that's that sounds pretty funny. <laughs> like right, I just put random flags. They're probably gonna be like blue or green or whatever. No, they, 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 they weirdly enough pick like pick uh, they pick like Brazil or Argentina. No, they pick they pick they pick uh like Argentina or Brazil or like one of the big one of the top nine. Let's put it that way. Like one of the one of the top dogs. Like they randomly pick pick that. I'll be like, oh man. I was like, huh. I was like, all right. They're meant for soccer. And then you're they pick slowly, something else. You're gonna slowly take that Mexican flag away from them. I mean, I know. I was like, hey, if they want to, hey, if they, if they end up making it big and they want to play for Mexico, that's cool with me. I was like, hey, if they, they want to go and get, uh, convocados, you know, that'd be pretty cool. And as the, godfather, say, hey, as the godfather, I would be completely against it. Um, <laughs> that's just me. Anyways, so yeah, so that's the World Cup. Um, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna start things off with one of Edward's teams that is that I find is something very relatable that I think everybody's been here before. Uh Barcelona and their money problems. As you kind of remember Jeez. when we talked about it for La Liga, uh Barcelona was in a situation where they had to kind of scramble around money, you know, so they had to go, you know, check the couch, check every like every corner in there. Bro, they were they were they were they like I don't know if it was a joke or not. I did not verify, but they were just selling like pieces of cat milk grass. That sounds hilarious. But anyway, so if you guys remember, Barcelona is in 1.35 billion euros in debt. Um, if you guys forgot about that, can't imagine you can. But the issue was that they were unable to register their players that they recently signed. Obviously, you remember the crazy amounts of, of signings that they, they made. They got Rafinha. They stole Rafinha from Chelsea. Uh, they they stole they stole Kounde. They stole Kounde from Chelsea. Um, Kessie was Kessie was Chelsea looking I think at Kessie? Kessie was a, I think so. I'm pretty sure, I know was Arsenal was looking at Kessie. I don't. Well, maybe. Anyways, they they went and got Kessie. well. Kessie was was free. Uh, they took Christensen away from Chelsea. Um, Thank God they didn't get Aspilicueta. At least if you're if you're Albert, thank God they didn't get Aspilicueta. Oh God, no! I'm, uh, I'm so glad they did not. That been you know, they went they went and got they they re, they re-signed Dembele. Um, they re-signed they, they re-signed Sergio Roberto. So they they did all these moves, and everybody's like, "Where are they doing this?" I thought they were broke. Um, so eventually, finally, someone's like, "Hey, you know, you guys can't register your players, so you at least." Even out your your finances, your financial situation, or and and there was actually some players that if you know obviously they weren't able to register them, 
would then become free agents once again. Uh, I believe, I believe um, Christensen was one of them. Um, I forgot who the other player was. All, all basically, all, all the players that they bought, basically. Okay. Um, Lewandowski, Rafinha, Kunde, Kesti, Christensen. Um, hell, um, I think even Dembele would have been a free agent. Yeah. So Dembele, Roberto, like if they didn't, they didn't sign. So La Liga basically told them, "Hey, you guys need to fix up your your finances before we can let you guys register these guys." Uh, properly, or else you're not going to be able to play with these guys come opening day. So that's when Barcelona just started going crazy, started Try. trying to find ways to sell some stuff. So they ended up selling less than a quarter of Barca Studios to Orpheus. It, uh, I don't know what the hell Orpheus is, but they sold it to that for a hundred million. So that was able to help to register some players that they that they were trying to get. Um, to this point, Barcelona has raised over five hundred million. So, yep. so they're a little, little bit more than half, almost, almost halfway there, with, with paying off their debt, um, and they're still, still doing similar moves to where they're giving up a chunk of certain things, whether it's through their studios, um, their retail space, uh, maybe, maybe they're selling grass, uh, not that not kind of grass, good kind. Not, <laughs> not that kind of grass, good kind. Uh, good but kind. shoot, I mean, maybe they're gonna start selling messy worn jerseys. Which I, apparently, you know, Emmy Martinez talked about, like in Argentina, that they have like over a hundred jerseys of Bessie that that they give away to because everybody wants a Messi jersey. A well, player issued Messi jersey, not a player worn jersey, but a player issued one. Um, yeah. But anyways, but yeah, like I said, they raised over over five uh, over five hundred million euros as of right now. They ha- were able to register Robert Lewandowski, Frank Kessie, uh, Rafinha. Uh, Andrea Christensen, Sergio Roberto, and Dembele. The only one remaining is Gounde, but it seems like it's very positive that think, he will be yeah, registered. So I think what it is, uh, they're going to find a loophole because uh, I think Friday or Saturday or was last day that he could register, but because it wasn't money problems on that one, on that one it was a uh, um, what was it? It has something to do with the medical. So okay. on that, yeah, on that. Uh, they were waiting to register him, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be a loophole. It's like, hey, we're we were waiting for you know, like sign him so he could uh, play with us and stuff. And but we couldn't because he hadn't cleared his medical. Ah, so, uh, you already know. I mean, even I'm like, damn it, like Barcelona's just finding loopholes left and right. Oh, yeah. like, at the, at this point, I mean, I'm sure Laporte's going to end up selling his kidneys. I mean, just <laughs> it's just it's just I don't know what to say. I mean. This is literally like I don't know if you ever watched Shameless, Edward, but like this is like a scene where like everybody in the family is like, like, yeah, yeah, they're they're trying to gather money to pay rent. I think uh, Piqué and Sergio Roberto took pay cuts um, to try to to try to make it to where it's like there are other people, other players' wages were going to be decent, you know. So I was like, all right. At first, remember what I said? I was like, Piqué. I was like, maybe he should take a pay cut. Sure enough, he did. And then uh took another pay cut. Yeah, pretty much. And then uh and Sergio Roberto I think did as well. Um so it's just everybody's just trying to freaking that's the Gallagher house right now at this point. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. But you know what? Barcelona did what they needed to do. They're almost halfway through done with their with paying off their debt, which Jesus Christ, one point thirty five billion. That is a lot of money. 
Yeah. So there, at least like, there's man, some man, at least there's some resolve going on with Barcelona. Yeah, they had a uh, a a nil nil draw against uh Rayo Vallecano. I mean I, I <sighs> obviously it was a disappointing matchup, but I think I don't think it's necessarily as bad, especially as we transition into this team. Uh and I'm sorry, Edward, but we're gonna we gotta talk about Manchester United. Oh yeah, just go ahead and keep stabbing me. I'll be all right. Uh, you know, we ripped you ripped off the band-aid last week uh, and, and now we're going to start pouring. Today, but you're you're going to walk into some salt water right now. Um right so. now I'm peeling off the scab from last week. Uh, Jesus Christ. But anyway, so Manchester United, it, struggles continue for the Red Devils, man. Another another embarrassing loss. Uh this time to Brentford, last time it was against Brighton. Um but this time, you know, Manchester United was unable to register a goal. And I mean, it was just, it was just bad. Um, it was just, it was and, just and then worse yeah, enough, bro. they unveiled their, their shitty green jerseys, which. Oh, bro. That's supposed to be like the Europa League. I'm like, first it looks of all, like the Europa League kid. No, that's what I'm saying. I was like, my, my thing is like, you're the Red Devils. The hell are you doing wearing green, looking like leprechauns? Yeah, it's a third kid. I mean, it's just, it's, that's what it is, but. Bro, yeah, I, if, I, if you want, if you want the third kit, bring the old third kit back, the all black with the blue. Shoot, that was badass. Yeah, so or, I mean, you know, or the, not, the or word, not the, the word the, that we're the, hearing the, now for for Manchester United is toxic. That has now become the phrase for what's going on in in Manchester United. Uh, players are not are unhappy. Obviously, we all know that Cristiano Ronaldo wants out of here. Uh, you know. Kind of starting to become a, well, that kind of has been a, a distraction for the club, uh, for quite some time. Even his return was kind of a distraction, to be honest. Um, a lot of, you know, you could say kind of stinted a little bit of, uh, Bruno Fernandez's development. You could say that for a lot of players on the team. I mean, Marcus Rashford, I think there's rumors going around that he could possibly be going to PSG. Uh, you know, you got players unhappy, fans are unhappy. Um, and, and you know you gotta remember not, it wasn't that long ago when you know you had Manchester United fans storming the field uh, before the Liverpool Manchester United game and you know yep. started basically you know damaged the field so it was it wasn't gonna be playable for that game um, you know but the fans have been very unhappy for such a long time and it it kind of weirdly enough just goes back to that the fact that it just hasn't been the same since Sir Alex Ferguson uh, hung it up. For, for Manchester United. And, and I thought it was interesting, you know, Chicharito obviously being uh, a Manchester United player was actually one of, you could probably say one of the last discoveries that Sir Alex Ferguson had um, before he, he, you know, he retired. And, you know, now he's here in the MLS. You had the MLS All-Star game. And, you know, they, you know, they, you know, a reporter asked Chicharito of his thoughts on Manchester United. And, and, you know, he said he said a very good point. It's like the, the issue is that everyone is hoping that every manager is going to be the next Sir Alex Ferguson, and and in all actuality, there's not going to be another Sir Alex Ferguson. There's not. There's not. He was he was a once in a lifetime type of manager. Uh, he he made he create he built the legacy of Manchester United. Um, but the issue is that you had players that bought into what Sir Alex Ferguson was doing. You know, I don't I don't really know how many people bought into David Moyes. Which was the guy that no, Sir Alex Ferguson not. appointed to be his successor, which is kind of funny. Um, and then you had Luis Vangel. Did he 
did Luis Miguel have a fair share, a fair shot at, at Manchester United? Honestly, I can't really even remember now. Um, and then, you know, obviously you had Jose Moeno, who was probably like the closest to having Manchester United almost looking good. Um, you know, had a second place finish, won the Europa League. Um, and even had a quote about that his, his most, imp- like the most impressive thing that he ever did was get Manchester United in second place. And, and you know, he, I think he kind of gave us an idea of what's going on with Manchester United because he said behind closed doors, it is not great over there. Um, the Glazers are continuing getting harassed and they're just hiding mm-hmm. over in Tampa Bay with their goat, Tom Brady. Um, and, and not facing the issue that Manchester United has a lot of issues. They think of throwing, you know, almost, almost a billion in, in into these players. And, and, you know, you have people unrest, you know, you have Phil Neville sharing his thoughts about, about what's going on with Manchester United. He's, he's talking about management, you know, obviously not the manager, Ten Hag, but which I mean, you know, people are kind of getting a little hostile with him too, though. Uh, but it's just getting bad. And I mean, yeah, you got to look at the, the, the front office, you know, those are, that's definitely a clear place to, you know, to point blame at. But I mean, just look at these players, man. Like, you know, no offense, no offense ever, but these guys don't look like they care. No, no, no. That's what, that's what kills me. Cause I'm like, you used to have like Manchester United. Like now I feel like Manchester United has become that club where they're like, it's about me, you know, like individual plays, individual player. Like they, they just want the fame for themselves and it's not for the club anymore. They just like, I think they just go to Manchester United so they can collect the paycheck. Yeah, it's like, okay, so with Manchester United, I feel like they pay these crazy ass amounts for a player, but if they don't perform that amount, it will tremendously go down. So then at that point, any, they're going to end up in like second tier clubs, you know, like clubs that they're, they're going to end up losing the money, Manchester United. And for all we know, uh, Manchester United is going to end up like, you know, I hate to say it, but like Barcelona where they're, they're overspending for players that are not bringing in what they need them to bring in. You know, like they're not doing their job. <clears throat> No, yeah, the yeah, that's one thing. I feel like there needs to be more accountability. Um, I still don't understand how Harry, how Harry Maguire is still the captain of Manchester United. Um, I think he's lost a lot now. Not only has he lost, like, I think he not only has he lost faith from his teammates, but he's lost faith in himself. He just doesn't look like that same player from from the Euro, which is you know like. When he looked so good in the Euro, and then going into the season with Manchester United, you would think he would continue that form, and then he just he just got bad, um, and it's continuing to get worse. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that Brentford game. That's actually Edwards' game to recap, but uh, the the Brighton game is just there's no there's no urgency, it's there's really- no pride in this club. Manchester United, you, you look at that history, you look at everybody that's worn. You know those shirts before them, and 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 bro, Gary Gary Neville went to town, bro. When he was talking about Manchester United, he went to town. They were asking him about it, and I mean, literally, he, 
he, he he basically said it himself. He's like, it's just a money pit. Like everybody thinks this is no longer about the club. It's no longer about Manchester United. It's like they treat this as a like you know little Playboy club kind of deal. And I was like, damn. I was like, he he landed it right on the money. He's right. I mean, that's no pun intended. But like you know, he's right. That that's the issue. Is like you don't you when. And I hate going back to Sir Alex Ferguson days, but it's that's literally the, like to me the last time that there was actually like pride in being a Manchester United player. Uh, you wanted to play for Sir Alex Ferguson. You wanted to yep. wear the red jersey because of Sir yep. Alex Ferguson, and and, yep. and and being you know being a player appointed by Sir Alex Ferguson as a guy that he wants to bring to you. You, you got to think about the guys that he's brought in that that no no one really thought was going to be. Of of anything, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo obviously being one of those players, you know, David Beckham, Beckham David Beckham was one of his guys, you know, you know, Rude, would, Rude, would, would he have Rude, known? Uh, would we would we have known about Rafael and Fabio? No, uh, it wasn't Rude, for him. Rude Van Nistelrooy, he was Owen. already he was already a beast. I mean, well, it's right for Michael. Well, okay, well, Michael Owen was more of a Liverpool legend, but yeah, uh, true. You know, RVP, that, that piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, RVP, you brought him in. Uh, I mean, think about it. Nani, Nani was a really good player. Anderson, in, 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 all Anderson actuality, in all actuality, Anderson would not played, be good anywhere played, else. But dude, the fact see, that he went he, to Manchester United. He was playing, he was playing, he was playing center mid. He was playing right back. He was playing right wing. He was playing center defensive mid. He was playing center attacking mid. Like that dude was all over the field, and he only did that at Manchester United. Yeah, because after he left Man U, it was never the same. So, uh-huh. so like Anderson, I mean, literally, if if it wasn't for Sir Alex Ferguson, the guy wouldn't even have a job. So I mean, or remember the the Colombian Antonio Valencia too? Like he was a he was a winger to begin with. Uh, no, he, he was he's right Ecuadorian. Back. Ecuadorian. Oh, Ecuadorian. My bad. My bad. My bad. Oops. 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 But oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. even was captain at one point of Manchester United. Um. I, it just it, it it lost all meaning, and I think one of the I think for me when it started kind of like I don't know if this club really cares that much is when they just start throwing the number seven at just anybody. Like you know when you think of Manchester United, the number seven is a very very special Eric, number. Eric Cantona, Cristiano Ronaldo, David Beckham, George Best, um, George Best. Dominic. So like. It has meaning to that number has meaning and and it kind of lost its meaning when you're just giving it to somebody like no offense on Hendy Maria but I don't think he should have been wearing number seven for 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 Manchester United same thing for Alexis Sanchez like those guys don't I don't I, that doesn't scream a number seven for Manchester United yes they were number seven I get that I'm not trying to say that they shouldn't wear number seven but for Manchester United that has that means something. Like you gotta wear that number with pride. That's like saying, you know, fourteen for Arsenal. If you're gonna wear that number, you better not suck. And so, <laughs> you know, or anyone that decides to wear number ten, you, you better not suck. Like you better be a playmaker. Like you better be the guy. Like so, if for number, so like I, I think people just stop caring about that. Um, and then, like, I think to make things to like make things even worse, like if you're, as a, if you're a Manchester United fan, is you had to 
look across your, your city. I mean, if you live in Manchester, obviously you don't network, but the team that you used to just, you didn't even consider a rival. It just happened to be the same, the other team that played in your city. This team that barely made, was barely a mid table team. Yep. Maybe sometimes flirting with that relegation zone. You know, a freaking oil tycoon goes in and buys the club and starts spend, 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 bring in, you know, top managers. And then they, they all of a sudden take over the city of Manchester. Obviously, you, know, yeah. you guys don't realize it's Manchester City. We're talking about Manchester City. <laughs> but like, like but and that's like even, even worse is the fact that like as you're going down, you have to watch your a team that you didn't even take seriously, even like the Manchester Derby was not even a really a derby. Like y'all y'all had Liverpool circled uh, for your for your your match days, like you know, for your schedules. You weren't th- you weren't thinking about Manchester City, and now exactly. they're the most dominant team right now in the English Premier League. Yep, and Liverpool, so Manchester City. I mean, you you got you got top 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 teams being really hardcore, and yet you expect Manchester United to be one of them, but they have not been performing. Um, it's no longer about like I said, it's no longer about wearing the jersey. The, it's no longer about the club. It's it's no longer it's no longer about like what it's, it's no longer about wanting to play for the love of the club, for the love of the fans, for the love of, for the love of the game. Now it's just I want to play for a paycheck. If anything, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Paul Pogba was one of those few players that he, he want, you could tell he would give up, but he had that he wanted to play. He wanted to run. He wanted the ball. He wanted to to make sure that the, the team actually managed to win because, like, when they were winning, you could see it in his face. Like, man, he was enjoying himself. He was having the time. He was having fun, you know. And that's one thing where these guys are no longer having fun anymore because they're now they're losing. They're they're working hard for for nothing to show nothing for it because they're they don't they're not longer playing for. The team. They're not playing for United. They're not playing for Old Trafford. They're literally just playing. I'm going to get paid millions and millions, thousands and thousands of dollars. And that's why I'm here. Yeah, it, it's gotten so much worse. I mean, the fans are going to continue struggling. I don't know if the Glazers are the solution. Like, getting rid of the Glazers are the solution. Um, I look at the Glazers and I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of glad I have Stan Kroenke. But <laughs> I, that's not really saying much. Uh, once again, Spotify, you want to buy Arsenal? Give him an offer he can't refuse. You got the money. I, I'm, I'm giving you most of my money, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> As someone that invests in Spotify, not in stock, just in in premium membership. <laughs> like, go talk to Stan Kroenke. Anyways, um, but going back to Manchester United, though, like it's just they're not. I don't know what's going to be the solution for him. I don't know. I I really don't know if it is the if it is the Glazers. Like, it, it doesn't help that they, you know you see them over at Tampa Bay and you and and they basically give Tom Brady everything that he needs and then some to to keep him winning the Super Bowls. Um, I mean, we'll see how he does this season. I mean, he just got Julio Jones, so Jesus Christ. Um, but. <laughs> 
I just, you know, when you obviously if you're a Manchester United fan and you're seeing him doing they're them doing that stuff over over there for Tampa Bay. But I mean you also gotta think about like they haven't necessarily like not spend. They're clearly spending. I just don't think they're spending on the right players. Um, you know, you expect when you know when they went to go get Jaden Sancho, you thought, oh, the future is set. Honestly, a guy that you would think would be the next number, the next number seven right there is is Jaden Sancho. And, and uh, because of Cristiano Ronaldo, that kind of you know stopped that from happening. But yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's just I don't know what it is with Manchester United. I don't know what what the real solution is. Um, but you clearly you got to just trim the fat. It kind of I guess kind of similar to what you said with Barcelona. Um, you got to get guys that want to come in and come in and 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 play for the shirt, play for the badge, yeah. not. For the money, and, and I think I think kind of essentially kind of copied what Xavi did. You know, if you yeah. not if you're not, you know, he, he was strict on these guys, right? When he comes in, he had these rules that you have to follow. If you don't follow the rules, you're gonna get fined. Like he was bringing like bringing discipline back to Barcelona, and I mm-hmm. mean, you know, obviously withheld judgment. Still early with the Barcelona season this year, but you know, but last year. Like I said, they went from mid table to second place in La Liga. That's that's very very good. And so, yeah, you just need to get these guys back in order. You know, find, get order back in that locker room. Get guys that want to compete and want to represent this shirt. You're never gonna get another Shaq Ferguson. That's not. It's not. It's not gonna happen. Like, and I think that's what everybody's hoping for. And, 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 and I don't know if it is, I don't know if it's, if it is Ten Hag and I don't know if it's not Ten Hag. Like, the guy, like, I think also you got to give these managers at least a fair shot before you, before you want to just like fire them immediately. I mean, Ole Gunnar was, should have never been hired, but I mean, like, interim, <laughs> interim wise. Yeah. You know, I mean, interim wise, he did pretty good. <laughs> interim wise. Yeah. But don't make him your manager. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and Edward, any more thoughts before we before we move on? I mean, we're still we're gonna find a way, we're still gonna talk about Manchester United. But I just any thoughts before we we move on from here? No, nothing right now. Nothing right now. Okay, uh, I've already said with my fair share, and you, you already heard me. All right, it is debate time. This debate topic is brought to you by Audible. Audible provides you a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at any time you want to, whether it's you know, on your drive and dealing with long traffic. I've been there. Um, you know, you got to try to take care of your kids like Edward. Um, you know, sometimes you just can't read a book. And honestly, I have zero discipline when it comes to reading books. So Audible gives me that, that convenience that I had. I can say I read a book and I really actually read it. Um, but, but if you want to go ahead and start a 30 day free trial, all you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash insert name FC podcast. Let's go ahead and start a 30 day free trial. Go ahead. I highly recommend it. I'm actually currently re-listening to for like the million time Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. So it's a very inspirational story. I, I like it, you know, you listen to a little bit of Matthew McConaughey's memoirs and it pumps you up. Um, him talking about hanging out with mountain lions and, and taking peyote is always, is always great. So, <laughs> so yeah. So thank you to Audible for being a partner for Insert Name FC. But Edward, debate topic. It's not necessarily really a debate, but um, 
you know, they have announced the nominees for the 2022 Ballon d'Or. And, uh, mm-hmm. before we, we, we do the, t- our top threes, uh, let's go ahead and look over at these guys. So for goalkeepers, we have Timo Courtois from Real Madrid, uh, Maynard from AC Milan, um, defenders, we have Trent Alexander Arnold from Liverpool, uh, Antonio Runniger from Real Madrid, uh, Virgil van Dyke from Liverpool, and Jao Cancelo from Manchester City. For midfielders, we have Joshua Kimmich from Bayern Munich, uh, Bernardo Silva from Manchester City, Casemiro from Real Madrid, Fabinho from Liverpool, Phil Foden from Manchester City, Luka Modric from Real Madrid, uh, Kevin De Bruyne from Manchester City, and the big list, the forwards, obviously, uh, Rafael Leal from AC Milan, Nkunku from RB Leipzig, Mohamed Salah from Liverpool, Vinicius from Real Madrid, Luis Diaz from Liverpool, Robert Lewandowski from Barcelona, Mares from Manchester City, Hung Min Sun from Tottenham, Karim Benzema from Real Madrid, Harry Kane from Tottenham, Darwin Nunez from Liverpool, Sadio Mane from Bayern Munich, Sebastian Haller from Borussia Dortmund, Cristiano Ronaldo for some fucking odd reason from Manchester United, Dusan Vlahovic from Juventus, Kylian Mbappe from PSG, and Erling Haaland from Manchester City. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't know why the fuck Cristiano Ronaldo is here. Like, I mean, I get it. He scored, uh, I, I know he scored a lot of goals for, for Manchester United, but they didn't really benefit from him. So, well, I mean, actually, they probably would have been in a worse position if he had not scored those goals, but I didn't think his, I didn't think he had like that great of a year. I mean, Messi is clearly not on this list and respectively so because he did not have a great year last year. But yeah, I don't, I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo should be here. <laughs> uh, that's my opinion. <laughs> but uh, anything you want to take away from this list of players, Edward? Uh, I mean, personally, I agree with you. Um, he wasn't a, a game changer when, uh, you know, they really needed him. So, I mean, I, I just, that's just basically what I'm saying. Like, I agree with you on the whole, um, Cristiano Ronaldo, why is he even in there? And I, and you know me, I, I, I admire Ronaldo. I like Cristiano Ronaldo and everything, but I don't see him giving anything to, like, if you notice, if you really notice, he is the only player for Manchester United. And and that's not counting all the positions, mind you. So like goalkeepers is Real Madrid, AC Milan, right? Defenders, you have a Real Madrid. Midfielders, you have hold on. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. Gotcha. midfield, you have a Real Madrid. Attacking, you have a Real Madrid and you have AC Milan. So it's like cool, okay, at least two, you know, two. He is the only Manchester United player to represent. That 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 just that should show you something right there. No, I totally agree. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's very telling. Um, I it, it it's it's gonna be hard not to expect the French media to not have some bias. Um, uh, I'm actually impressed that Messi's not on this list, but you know, Cristiano Ronaldo's on it. I should obviously, you guys know, Rashad Ronaldo will not be on my top three for this. If you guys uh, needed to, yeah. to make any guesses, but um, we'll do this. I were 
you tell me your your third person in your top three. I'll do my third, and then we'll, we'll go all the way up to our 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 number one. And I guess our number one would be right. the guy that we think most likely would win the 2022 Ballon d'Or. All right, sounds fair. Sounds fair. All right, so who's your number three? All right, so my number three, Kevin De Bruyne. Okay, uh, you you want to explain why? I mean, he's he's been he's been doing a lot of assists. He 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 played really really well this year. Like the dude was on fire. Like it was some crazy ass shit that I. Like he's been, he he has not gone down basically in level. Like I he has, agree. I he's think been playing. If anything, like he slowly, it's like he stays on his level, but then it's like he always does like one or two things in certain games, where it's like it raises up his level even a little, just a little bit more. But he stays consistent. No, I totally agree with you on that one. That's a that's a really good uh, point on on Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, I wish I thought like that, like you, but I I, I did not. Um, <laughs> My number three is Robert Lewandowski. Okay. I think he, he had a, another, just another amazing season at Bayern Munich. Obviously, this is off of his season with Bayern Munich, not with Barcelona, because, you know, he hasn't played any games with Barcelona. He has only played one game for Barcelona officially in a, in the league match. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, Lewandowski continues being just the well-run machine that he is, the way, the way you like to say it. Um, the, the word I always like to say for Robert Lewandowski is the man's a human cheat code. Like that's that's just what I phrase him as, and um, yeah, he had another another great year of of scoring goals uh, in in the Bundesliga. Led got the golden, I believe, got the golden boot once again. Um, I think he did, or it was in Kunku. I, I forgot what it was, but yeah, just another another goal scoring year, big goal scoring year for Robert Lewandowski. Um, obviously, it'd be interesting to see how he takes the challenge of of being the the guy up top for Barcelona. But when you look at him at Bayern Munich, he definitely did. Uh, once again, what you expect him to do. And that's the only reason why I have him at number three because he did what is, was expected from him. And I don't necessarily think he did anything like he did like in that 2020 season and even in 2021. Um, and that's also the fact that the two guys I have in, uh, in front of him are also just had really amazing years as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hands down. Um, it, it's just... Uh, so, okay, okay. So, uh, if you want me to go with my number two, um, so my number two is actually, believe it or not, Benzema. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I feel like he's he's contributed a lot. He's pulled Real Madrid. He's put Real Madrid on his back, and he's taken them somewhere. He hasn't. He hasn't been like the pressure hasn't gotten to him. It's like. Okay, so I think okay, there's because there's a lot of big names around the world. For example, when Cristiano Ronaldo was, you know, was on in Real Madrid, everybody was like, "Is Cristiano Ronaldo going to take the team to the Champions League? You know, is he going to be the one?" You know, like everybody was like, "It's Cristiano Ronaldo. He's going to do it. He's going to make it." It was all that pressure. Same thing with Messi in Barcelona. With Benzema, it's like you don't have that name drop so everybody's like okay you know like whenever he does something crazy like when he scored like the the, the hat trick or he scored like those goals that basically in a matter of like a few minutes where it's like they pulled up 
they managed to get away. Uh, I forgot what it was. Uh, who was it that they were playing against that they were down by two goals and they ended up overcoming that? PSG. They overturned PSG. So they over they overturned it, you know? And I was like, okay, damn. Like, Benzema did that. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't Vinicius. It wasn't Rodrigo. It wasn't Modric. It wasn't, it, I mean, everybody contributed. But of course, the one who scored the goals was Benzema. So it was like, you know, damn, he he pulled that off, and nobody was expecting. Like everybody was like, "Damn!" Like PSG is super strong. PSG and Mbappe this. All, all every basically that's what everybody was saying. Like Mbappe is going to knock out Real Madrid, and look what happened. It's like it 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 was the opposite. It was completely opposite, and so he managed to take Real Madrid on his on his back, and he managed to push them out of it. Like he managed to overcome. He, they were the un- like at the moment in the second leg, they were the underdog. So mm-hmm. he managed to overcome that. So I feel like he he does deserve, you know, to be nominated for the Ballon d'Or. All right. My number two, and as much as I would want this guy to win the Ballon d'Or, mm-hmm. I just don't know if... It, I, I think he just had a rough start to the first half of the season when he was with Liverpool and that Sadio Mane. Um, okay. Obviously, you know, was was a very key part of of Senegal's run for the for the African Cup of Nations, uh, and then once that second half of the season kicked in, he did turn it up for for Liverpool. Um, big big contributor to Liverpool for their run to the Champions League final. Obviously, fell short uh, a game, but you know, Sadio Mane was definitely a crucial piece for them. Um, has always been a, a crucial piece for for uh, for Liverpool. Um, I think he had an amazing, amazing season. Uh, but like I said, uh, unfortunately, because of the person who I think is going to win it, um, he's going to fall short. But I would love to see Sadio Mane win the ball in the war. Mm. Okay. Um, all right. All right. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, so... Do you want to hear my number one? Yeah, number one. All right. So, my number one. Uh, and this is the guy that you think is going to win the the ball in the war. That it should win. Yeah, that, that it should win. Uh, I guess. I mean, maybe it's me playing playing favorites or whatever, but um. Maybe Robert Robert Lewandowski, because I feel like the last year, like the like what happened, you know, that was kind of effed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also he has been continuing to perform, you know, like when he was when he was Bayern Munich, he was continuing to perform. He was scoring goals. He was doing assists. Like I told you before, like he's he's that number nine who's not just scoring goals. Like he's actually assisting. He's making everybody around him look good, and he's not. He he doesn't mind it. Like he 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 wants to be part of the play, you know. Um, so I really I really think he should win it. De- depending on depending also as well like what's going on with Barcelona. So. Well, I mean, what what's going on with Barcelona will not well, impact yeah. it because it's based on the seasons now. Yeah, but. but- 
I mean, even even international wise, I think he did pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like he he could pull all of Poland out of there, and then you know it, it's hard. Like I'm not gonna tell you like, oh man, this is it's it's, it's this one player who's gonna pull everything out out of his ass to make Poland be like on the top ten, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but club wise, I feel like he he deserves it. So yeah, that's okay. it. What about you? All right, my number one is Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, I think you hear everybody saying saying this player. You you know you've heard Messi even say that it's no doubt it has to be this guy. I think the 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 the, the way his team performed, I don't think that it, it they would have had the results they had if it wasn't for this guy. And obviously, it's Karim Benzema. To me, he just had just one hell of a season. Uh, was uh, led the led La Liga in goal scoring. Um, I believe also led the champion the the last year's Champions League in goal scoring as well. Uh, most of his goals coming from the knockout rounds. He just he just had that clutch gene at when that, when the team needed it. He got him up. Um, and he did contribute also with assists as well. He was. Well, that however, you could, you know, he was not just up front all the time. You saw him off the wings. You saw him kind of pull back. If they needed defense, he was going to step up defensively. Honestly, just everything that you want in a captain, Karim Benzema has done it and then some. And, and I think everyone has given so much love and respect for Karim Benzema this past year. Um, I think this is his moment. Um, I wish it wasn't near the, near as he's go- going kind of towards the tail end of his career. And also, he's been he was he's doing pretty well now that he's gotten his his second chance with the French national team. Um, I think it would be the the best way to wrap up uh, Karim Benzema's redemption from the incident that he had with the French national team to win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, like I said, he's my number two choice, and he's the number one. So, may I think he might actually win it at this point. Yeah. So, uh, listen, you hear that French media? You know, don't find some way to give it to Messi. I know you, I know you guys are gonna do it, but or, no, I, I I will be. I mean, you guys saw how livid I was when they gave it to Messi. <laughs> if they somehow find a way to give it to Cristiano Ronaldo, <laughs> I mean, I won't have a Ronaldo jersey, but I'll I'll buy one and burn it. <laughs> I mean, like, dude. my money, I'll do what I want with it. Probably this is why I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> right, that and and my addiction to jersey bets, um, dude. But yeah, so that is the debate topic. We'll go ahead and post it on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. If you guys want to give us your top three for the ball in the org, by all means, go ahead. Um, we'd love to see your guys' thoughts on who you guys think could possibly win the twenty twenty two ball in the org. If you guys want to tell us that the ball in the org is corrupt, well, I'm not gonna argue against that either. But <laughs> he's not gonna say none. He's not going to care. Yeah. Um, but anyways, once again, thank you to Audible for being the our great partner for, for debate topics. If you guys have a debate topic in mind, go ahead and shoot us a message. And if we like it, we'll give you guys a shout out on a future episode and also on the social media post. So we're going to go ahead and take an ad break and then we'll get going with games to recap. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? 
Thanks. I got it at Fanatics.com. What's Fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we're back. All right, Edward. Actually, I'm going to go first, and then we'll we'll do your game. How's that sound? Okay. Yeah, go. All right. I'm going I'm to I'm get you to laugh a little bit um, here. So my game to recap is PSG beating Montpierre 5-2. PSG had 59% of the possession. PSG also outshot Montpierre 20-7 and 10-4 with shots on target. Now, people are probably wondering, why the hell am I highlighting this game? Uh, when I could have highlighted the, the Tottenham Chelsea match. And the reason why is not necessarily because of the match itself, but it was at the 43rd minute mark. And this is the situation around the 25th, 26th minute mark. Mbappe had a penalty. He missed it. Um, and so in this moment, there was a penalty kick. Neymar was going to go ahead and take the penalty for this one. Mbappe goes over to the spot and asks Neymar, to let him take the penalty so he can redeem himself from, from missing the earlier penalty shot. And Neymar Ooh, essentially told him to go fuck off. Damn. <laughs> Could so- uh, uh, also, Neymar scored two goals in this game. Um, <laughs> so, um, expect Neymar to be sold. <laughs> Right. He was like, hey, Neymar uh, transfer listed. <laughs> He's the, you ever seen the movie The Dictator? Yeah. Is that part where like you're going to see Mbappe hugging Neymar and then he's doing the little, little like neck? The little like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the little kill, like, uh, kill him, kill him, kill him. <laughs> so. Oh man, that is just bad. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, and Neymar scores two goals in this game. So, so props to Neymar. <laughs> but yeah, so that that is my game to recap. Ever what's your game to recap? All right, so my game to recap is actually, and it's one of your teams. Or no, uh, what? Sorry, sorry, no, trippin', trippin', sorry, sorry, trippin', trippin', trippin'. Um, <laughs> actually, it's my team. When did and, when did I become a Brentford fan? <laughs> uh, uh, no, no. The reason why is like basically I'm putting I'm adding salt to the wound. It's the Brentford versus Manchester United game. They ended in 4-0. Brentford won this. All right. Manchester United has 67% of the possession. And they outshot Brentford 15-13. Four of which were in target for Man U. But seven of those were on target for Brentford. So that is just... It just irks me. Um, Tim Hag becomes the first manager... Uh, and for Manchester United to lose the first two games. And mind you, we had a big conversation already about this. Uh, literally, two of the goals were, I want to say, were the JL's fault. Oh, they were bad. Um, they were bad. It's like he handed them the ball and just basically said, here, go ahead, do something. It's like, like Pam said, it's like when you give the kid the, the car and you tell the kid to go, just drive, kid, just drive. So it's the adult's fault. It's the grown-up's fault. You know, not the kid's fault. That's basically what happened. 
the jail was the grown up giving the key to the opposing player, and the key, the key, the the, the player was like, "Yeah, I got this. I I got you." And then it, so he, it also he doesn't just, help that, um, you know, Dean Henderson, the guy they just sent to Nottingham Forest on loan, uh, he 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 actually has a clean sheet and even stopped a penalty. Yeah, I'm not. Once again, it's David De Gea. He's gonna have the occasional bad game, but. Um, obviously there were some people that had, I mean, including myself that had Dallas and David De Gea from that one, I think the 2020 season. So I, and I thought it was time to move on and get ready because Dean Henderson looked like he was primed and ready to go, which he is, um, clearly, you know, but, uh, yeah, they, I think, I don't know what, you know, when I saw David De Gea give up those two goals, I remember that game, the Arsenal Manchester United game, the one that happened like long time, actually not, well, not a long time ago, but like uh, a few years back. Well, before the podcast, and I remember Shaka scored the like just took like this weird shot. The ball bounced in a weird way, and like the head just like stood there and let the ball go in the back of the net. And that was the only yeah. goal that was scored in that game, and um, and it was kind of similar to that. It was just I don't know what was going on through De Gea. I don't know if anybody blocked his view or anything, but it was it 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 was like kind of like I guess a prelude to where how this game was gonna go, um. As long as well as the vomit green jerseys that were being worn in that game, and yeah, it was it was brutal. Um, it did. It, really it, it just got worse and worse as the game went on, and and yeah, you know, Manchester United just did not show up in this game. Yeah, it was just it was it was all kinds of bad. Like I I don't even know. I was like I said, it. You're right, right on the money. Manchester United did not show up for the game. Yeah, uh, we were trying to. Uh, at some point, um, you know, a, a close friend of me and Edwards, uh, Miguel, or we're gonna we're trying to get him on the podcast at some point because uh, he's. It's funny too because he didn't talk a lot of shit about Darwin. <laughs> but uh, uh, and oh, all, yeah. that's also the other thing that's coming up this weekend is next week. I mean, this coming weekend, um, I believe Monday actually. Uh, Manchester United have a game against Liverpool. Uh, luckily, I mean, I don't know. Luckily, unluckily, for depending on how it feels, uh, Darwin Nunez is got a red card in their in his last in his game against Crystal Palace. So Darwin yeah, Nunez will be there. So I mean, that's one player versus you know still that Liverpool front front three. I mean, all we know we can have Jota or Firmino up there. So. But yeah, no, I, I can I can totally get that at word though. Um, anything else you want to add on to this, or you want to just go straight to players of the week? Just just players of the week, man. Players of the week. All right, our players of the I, week. I, your... <laughs> players of the week is brought to you by In the Clutch. In the Clutch is a clothing apparel company that is partnered with the MLB Players Association, the MLS Players Association, the NBA Players Association, and also has some partnerships as well with the NCAA. And they have some great shirts. I love my Football is Live t-shirt that I got from, uh, got from in the clutch. And if you guys know, I do love the Houston Astros and they get, and I got this amazing, uh, Kyle Tucker t-shirt, which I love to this day to, to be rocking cause Kyle Tucker is my guy. So if you guys want to go ahead and so go ahead and support in the clutch, go ahead, go to in the clutch.com. And when you use our code insert name, you will get 10% off on your purchase. Once again, in the clutch, thank you for being our presenting sponsor for Players of the Week. Edward, who's your Player of the Week? 
All right, so this is the one where I was like, "Oh, it's, this is your 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 player or your team," you know. So I did, I did, I, I kind of basically stayed in the Premier League, you know. Um, but I got to give props to props to do. Uh, so my player of the week is actually Gabriel Jesus, who scored two goals in Arsenal's four-two win against Leicester City. I mean, like I said, I got to give props. I mean, Gabriel Jesus has been he's been on fire. And because of that, now Gabriel Jesus is now the leading man for the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year award. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. That, that, like I said, this <laughs> Player of the Year could be anybody at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bonucci Somebody could honestly win it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, great great pick, Edward. I, 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 I agree with you 100%. Gabby has been oh, nothing, you, has been nothing but uh, uh sunshine since he came into Arsenal. Uh the guy's the guy has a chip on his shoulder, he has something to prove, and he's proving it right now uh, with Arsenal right now. So I'm I'm happy to see it. Um I'm still avoiding watching him play because I don't want I don't, I'm scared of getting him a red card. So but I'm happy. <laughs> since boy said I'm scared of getting him a red card. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Every game I've watched him, he's got a, the the Copa America final. He got a red card. All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. It's like it, it's weird when it, it like it's weird to believe it, but then when it's happening, it's like it's hard not to believe it. Anyways, so my player of the week is uh, I'm going to Italy. So Ante Rebic, Rebic, also Croatian uh, international. He scored two goals in AC Milan's four two win against Udinese. So. Ante Rebic, obviously, when you think of AC Milan forwards, you think of, well, Slatan and Olivier Giroud. Well, Ante Rebic's like, hey, guys, remember me? So, <laughs> so yeah, congratulations to Gabi Jesus and Ante Rebic for being our players of the week. Once again, go ahead and check out In the Clutch. Get 10% off when you use insert name at checkout. All right, there's some games to look forward to this coming weekend. Now, Normally, we usually cover like MLS, Liga Mekis, and of course, the Power 5 leagues. But there is a game that's going to be going on in Portugal, and that's FC Porto going against Sporting Lisbon. Um, obviously, FC Porto, one of the top teams in, in the Portuguese league, Sporting Lisbon, kind of has gone down over the years since Ronaldo left, but now has like kind of recently won a championship not that long ago. So now they're kind of more into that discussion uh, there. So a very interesting matchup if you guys are interested in learning a little bit about the Portuguese League, this is a good match to go ahead and watch. We're going to start doing that a little bit more, too. We're going to highlight some big games that come up in the other leagues as well. Nice. In the MLS, we got the LA Galaxy taking on the Seattle Sounders. I don't, Ooh. I'm not guaranteeing this to you, Edward, but this might be the uh, the Ricky Puig debut match. Might be. It might be. So, I mean, if you got any Barcelona fans out there, if you guys want to see your boy Ricky Puig here in the United States, well, this is your opportunity with the LA Galaxy taking on the Seattle Sounders. And not necessarily two teams that are looking great right now, but they're always fun when they come go up against each other. The Columbus crew taking on Atlanta United. In yeah. Liga Mekis, we got some rivalries, Edward. <laughs> we, got Mon- <laughs> we got Monterrey taking on Tigres. Oh, what is it? Yeah, something like that. And the battle for El DF, America versus Cruz Azul. Oh, yeah. They, they literally play in the same stadium. Um, I think they do. 
I could be wrong on that one. I think so. Then they play. They both play in Stadio Azteca. Anyways, in Liga, we got Monaco taking on RC Lens, and Lil taking on PSG. Yeah. I mean, Lil has been doing okay, I guess. I mean, yeah. well, well, go watch and see. We'll see well, if they are. <laughs> they're like, well, in Serie A, we got Torino taking on Lazio. Torino actually came off a win last week, so let's see if they can keep it up. And Atalanta taking on AC Milan, so we're already, already getting these uh, these big matchups really early in the season. Yeah. In the Bundesliga, we got the we got Borussia Mönchengladbach taking on Hertha Berlin, and Union Berlin versus RB Leipzig. Obviously, this is a little biased because I want to see Jordan Pifak, uh play again because he did score a goal in his debut. So, but yeah, RB Leipzig, a good matchup. In La Liga, we got Atletico Madrid taking on Villarreal. And we, a big test for your club, Barcelona, Edward, as they take on Real Sociedad. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Kubo scored, I, also scored a goal on his debut for Real Sociedad. So. Thanks. All right. English Premier League, we got the. The battle for the oil, the battle of the oil money. Newcastle United taking on Manchester City. Damn, I don't know how to. I don't know how to. I don't know how to feel about that one. Let's see who's richer. It's literally the the meme of Tony Stark and and uh, and Bruce Wayne throwing money at each other. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Manchester United versus Liverpool, which will be on Monday. Oh man, that's just. Heartbreaking a little bit. Man. No. Oh, no, it's really heartbreaking. The red. The only Darby. thing is like, yeah. The only thing is, the only thing is, uh, since that way Nunez isn't gonna play, you know. So yeah, uh, we'll see how that turns out. I'm pretty sure Miguel's happy about that. Yeah, he's he's been talking shit about Darwin Nunez. I know he has. You guys excited about that friendly? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So those are some games to look forward to this weekend. Like I said, man, I mean, there's a lot of games you could be watching, but if you guys need like a, a beginner's guide, if you will, those are some games you definitely should be taking checking out. So we're going to go ahead and take one more break, and then we'll get going with 3 Up, 3 Down. Obviously, before you hear us, you'll be hearing our good friend Kelsey from High Low Sports. So we're going to go ahead and take this break, and then we'll get started with 3 Up, 3 Down. Yes, sir. What's up, you guys? It's Kelsey from the High Low Sports Podcast. Back again for another three up and three down here on Insert Name. As always, I appreciate Hector and Edward for having me on. But this time we're talking Bundesliga jerseys. So let's get straight into it. All right. So we're going to start with my three up. And I'm going to start with the bottom, working my way up. I'm starting with 1899 Hoffenheim. They're away kit by Joma. If you haven't seen it yet, check these things out. It's like a nice soft yellow gold. It's kind of really sick, but they, they pair it with navy. Usually you, you see gold, you see that color, you see you see it with black with this one. Go with navy and a little bit of light blues in there too. It looks really really clean. Really, really clean. I love that love that uh, look for Hoffenheim. Um, hopefully hopefully maybe it gives them some wins this season. Uh, number two though, going with Stuttgart, their home kit with the images of big places, like famous places in Stuttgart. Absolutely looks fantastic. This, this kit by Jocko of all people, so uh, you know, great to see them actually stepping up, making some some great kids for Stuttgart. Again, hopefully, maybe you get some couple wins. We'll see. And number one, though, I got to go with Wolfsburg. 
and and they're away kids. Uh, like they're that sort of slate gray with that neon green, always a good look. And I mean, these ones just look clean. I, I like both of their kits look good. The home kit looks pretty cool. Um, kind of that geometric design. Not the biggest, not the biggest fan of it. Not 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 enough to get me on a three down. But these away kits, these ones take the take the cake, especially with that new Nike kit that they're working with. Uh, they didn't actually do the stupid next sleeve thing like a lot of teams do. So it looks actually pretty, pretty darn good on this one. But that'll do it for my three up. And now we're looking at the three down. And for me, I'm going to start again at the bottom, work my way up. I'm starting with Hertha Berlin and their third kit. It's, it looks like something out of the mid to early 2000s. It looks like a training kit, if anything. The weird stripes down the side, the, the red. I mean, it's, Hertha Berlin is white, is blue and white. That's their kits. Don't go go hazy. Don't, don't decide to go bright red. That's just, too much. Uh, too, I don't. I don't like it at all. Um, number two, though, this one. First of all, it harkens back to Real Madrid. Um, this is what it looks like. Last year, Bayern Munich did the black and gold. This year, they're trying this white and gold second away kit. I don't like it. It's just. It's. It just looks like I I'm, look like I'm looking at a Real Madrid jersey, um, which is funny because it has a Qatar Airways thing on the side. So you know, Barca sponsor. But it's. It's just no. No, okay. I'm usually a big fan of golden, white, golden, black. This one just doesn't do it for me. It just it looks like a rehash of everything. I think for a team like Bayern Munich, they could do so much better, um, especially with Adidas. Uh, you do so many things with the, the, their kids, and yet you just choose to do this. So I, that was number two on my list, but it's not the worst one. The worst one that goes to FC Augsburg, their home kit. Uh, I'm looking at a Christmas, like decoration or something. I don't know what this is. It is just, I, it screams Christmas to me and it's your home kit. I just can't do it. It's the, the too much green, too much bright red, weird hash fades. Um, and then there's a different colored green for the logo, like for the sponsor. And then your sleeves are completely blank. I just, I don't get it. It's, there's so much going on in the center and then there's nothing on the sleeves. Um, so it's a really weird Christmassy design. And uh, maybe I guess I'm, I'm just on the Christmas spirit, I, I guess, is the biggest thing to do. But that'll do it for my three down as well. As always, I appreciate Hector and Edward having me on to talk some fashion kits. I mean, look, hey, kits are my favorite thing. So uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Come on. Appreciate it, guys. As always, you guys want to check us out at high underscore low underscore sports every Wednesday live at 8 p.m. Eastern time on bellyup.tv. Again, appreciate it, Hector. Appreciate it, Edward. Thank you. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And, and we, we are, are Insert Name FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see, see you, you there. there. And we're back. All right, 3 up, 3 down, and it is the Bundesliga 2022-2023 kits. All right, Edward, obviously we always start off with Spencer. Um, well, mm-hmm. Spencer sent us this time. Oh, he did send it last episode, but it was last year's jerseys. And so that was my, my bad on my part. But, um, <laughs> but Spencer does have the, this year's Bundesliga jerseys. So, um, and of course, obviously we had Kelsey announce his earlier. All right. So we'll start with Spencer and then you want to go first. You want me to go first? Uh, go first. All right. So Spencer's three down at number three. He's got FC Augsburg's home. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the, their jerseys are just getting worse and worse each year, man. I, I, that's oh man. 
Okay, okay. I was gonna say something, but I was gonna save it for whenever I was gonna say okay, my yeah. bottom three. You can just wait on it then. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah, it's a good start, Spencer. Uh <laughs> number two, Borussia Montagladbach's goalkeeper one kit. God damn, spelling and pronouncing that is mouthful. Pause. <laughs> God love Montagladbach. Yeah. All right. Let me see. Let me see this. Oh my God. Uh, well, it's a goalkeeper shirt. So I don't, I don't necessarily like, eh. It's, it's meh for me. I mean, I'm not a, I try not to critique goalkeeper shirts because I, I feel like sometimes goalkeeper shirts don't necessarily like, can't yeah, really do much with that. They, they have to kind of stand out. Yeah. Either they're highlighter or just multicolored or a different color. Uh, a lot of the ones you see are usually like purple or yellow or green. Those are really hard to miss colors. Yeah. So, and number one is another goalkeeper kit is Borussia Dorman's number two goalkeeper kit. And when I look at it, I honestly think of like those generic goalkeeper jerseys that they give to like the, the teams in FIFA that they decide not to make. Not to like actually look into like their goalkeeper jerseys, right? So that literally was what that made me think of. So, all right, so <laughs> not, not bad, Spencer. All right, so you said me go first. Yeah, you go first. All right, so at number three, uh, I'm gonna go with um. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta start with. I gotta start with uh, Augsburg's home shirt. Honestly, I'm just gonna put FC Augsburg for all of them. Well, not for all of them, but just my number three in general is just FC Augsburg. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of any of these shirts, man. Nike, what the hell are y'all doing? So, num- my number three is FC Augsburg. Just all of them in general. Uh, my my number two. I'm a, I'm gonna say RB Leipzig's home. I'm not really? really a fan of this like Nike template in general, but I don't I don't really like that weird red accent on up top. Like I think you could have I honestly I think if you would have made that white, but not saying that the collar should be white, but like that that little weird like red half moon present thing. I mm-hmm. think that could be fine if it was white. And that's just me. Mm-hmm. And my number one is S.C. Freiburg's home shirt. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just it's just it's just a bit much for me on that one. But yeah, so that's my mm-hmm. that's that's my three down. Never what's your three down. Alright, so my my number three is the Werder Bremen away. It just the the color, man. Like I don't the green does not go with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then number two is the the home Wolfburg. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's just the design, the little lines behind it. 
and, and it's also so I mean I know Wolfsburg Wolfsburg's like that lime green color like that really you know, that green uh, really blinding green yeah yeah it's like a freaking uh, I wasn't gonna say like traffic cone but it's like uh, I don't know like it's just super green mind you I love I love the away and I love the special like they actually those look pretty cool but it's just the home is just really blinding blinding and then number one I think you already know where I'm going with this one. The FC Osborne home jersey. That thing reminds me of like Christmas, bro. I think we said the same thing about <laughs> last year's Augsburg shirt, did actually. We? I feel like we did. It reminds us like it reminds me of Christmas. Like it, it, I feel like I feel like if the stripes had like the LED strips built inside of it, you could actually turn it on and it would actually like blind and uh start like kinda like those uh I hate to say this, but maybe this would probably pass off as a ugly Christmas sweater. Just add LEDs to it. It might. Yeah, it might. All right. So going to Spencer's three up. His his number three is RB Leipzig. RB Leipzig's third kit. And yeah, that's a yeah. RB Leipzig is always. I think is always going to have a good jersey. So. That's a good one. I think they just have the they just have the best color scheme in my opinion. Yeah. So uh number two is Byron Leverkusen's third kit. So let me see what they have. Oh yeah, that that, that shit's clean. I like that. I like that a lot actually. Yeah. And number one is BF Wolfsburg's away. And Spencer has uh some Something to say about that, about this. I owned a Wolfsburg edition Passat at one point, and God, I miss that car. Great craftsmanship, legacy, <laughs> and the home of Volkswagen. I think, I think Spencer is the only person that will say something positive about Volkswagen cars. Um, so. They're not bad. It's just, ugh, a bitch to work on. Yeah. But then again, Spencer's, Spencer loves cars, so he's a, he's a, you know, he likes fixing cars. So yeah. he's up for the challenge. Well, that's the thing. Maybe he never had that one break down as much. He probably took so good, that's why well, he was like, Spencer takes good care of his vehicles. So. Yeah, so. that's what I was saying. I was like, maybe, maybe that's why. All right. So my three up at number three, I am going with. Wolfsburg's third kit. I think it's just okay. different. I don't think I've ever seen them with a striped jersey, but I like it. I like the stripes, and I like that the fact I like that they went with the badge to be white, and also the 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 Volkswagen logo to be white. So it you know it just pops a little bit. So okay, okay, That's I like cool. it. Um, my number two is um. Yeah, it's RB, RB Leipzig's third kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my number one is um, I'm going to go with Borussia Mönchengladbach's home kid. Damn, really? Yeah, I like it. It's clean. Um, I mean, my favorite Borussia Mönchengladbach shirt is always going to be that one with the with the crazy green wisp that they had that one year, um, but kind of like that green smoke that they did with one of their jerseys. 
but I like it. It's clean. Uh, I like, you know, Brissy Montegladbeck always, is always going to have that white jersey. Uh, and I like what they did with the stripe down the middle. So that is my 3 0. Uh, Edward, what's yours? All right. So my 3 0. My three up is actually number three. Uh, okay, believe it or not, I think the number three would actually be the. Hmm, I'm kind of torn. If- I mean, Spencer picks two all the time, so if you want to pick two. Well, okay, so... Okay, okay, I chose it. Number three, believe it or not, the the Stuttgart uh, away, uh, black and red and the white, the Jocko. Makes me kind of think of like a rugby jersey, but... Yeah. It's different. Yeah, that's why. Like, it has a collar. It has a yeah. collar. I think that's, that's probably what, like, Maybe if it didn't have the color, maybe I would not have chosen it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the color definitely makes a big difference. So. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my number two is... Okay, so my number two is the... Okay, so the RB Leipzig, the away, or the third, I'm sorry. Yeah, the third. Same as you. That one's really badass looking. And then my number one, and I think you know where I'm going with this one, is the Bayern Munich, the third jersey. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go Borussia Dortmund, but all right. No. Honestly, like I'm kind of disappointed with this with Borussia Dortmund's jerseys this year. Uh, I, they usually, they usually they do usually, it, man. They usually like always. I feel like. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that Borussia Dortmund wasn't on nobody's list. But yeah, their jerseys, they're still nice. I mean, you're going to get the black and yellow. I uh, wish they went a little bit different for their cup jersey. But, um, Dude, I still, remember, I still remember whenever they played, it was like a special edition, the all black Dow jersey. That mm-hmm. was a badass one. Yeah. Oh, I can't find it. But yeah, the, the Bayern Munich away jersey, it is clean. Um, I mean, you guys remember last week when I, when I said my thing about the, I think it was the side of breast that they had like this weirdly like just white and gold jersey that was really hard to read. Obviously, this is very clear to read. It's not like, it's not the shiny gold. It's just, it's just white mm-hmm. and gold. So it's not really, it's not hard to read. Obviously, the T-Mobile logo isn't going to be hard, but this is just a clean jersey. Almost looks like a Real Madrid jersey too. So, um, Almost, but yeah, not pretty good. But all right, man. Uh, we want to give a shout out to Kelsey. Make sure you guys go ahead and check out High Low Sports. Um, if you want to follow them on social media at High underscore Low underscore Sports on Twitter and at High Low Sports on Instagram. Uh, thank you again, Kelsey, for giving us the audio of your three up three down. I know you really love you love jerseys, so whenever you get a chance to talk jerseys, I always want to give you your opportunity, bro. So thank you for your thank you for giving us the time to knock out your do your clips uh, for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's epi- that is episode ninety nine, man. Next week we have our hundred episode. We'll have Kelsey here with us for the one hundred episode. We thought it'd be great to have one of our biggest supporters from the beginning, uh, Kelsey, to be with us. So 
we definitely want to have him on with us and share just a huge milestone that we're getting. Um, we're going to have some special announcements coming our way oh, this, yeah. on that episode. We're really excited to, to put out on there. We're, we're going to try to make it a little bit special, but I mean, we're going to keep giving a, giving you guys the same, the same, the same effort that we always do. Um, but you know, a hundred episodes, man, it's really huge. It's a, uh, uh, we'll get, I'll say my spill when we get to that 100 episode. Cause obviously, you know, you know what it means to me to, to get to this point. So, uh, thank you so much for listening to episode 99. Catch you next week for episode 100. We're no longer in the double digits. Yeah. Take care, guys. Oh, shoot. My bad. I got too excited. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Belly. <laughs> shout out to Belly Up Sports. Obviously, check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com. Also, follow them on, on social media at Belly Up Media and at Belly Up Sports. Um, Thank you to Alejandro Gomez. You know, you know, oh, you guys. I love, I love okay, you. Go ahead. I love you. I love you. We love our logo. If you guys need some logo work done, go ahead and hit her up at uh, a, uh, a.g.graphics dot graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics dot with an X. Um, and of course, shout out to our guy, Roosevelt Spencer, the namesake of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award. Um, you know, he does our beats, our intros, our outros. He does everything for us, man. We, we can't thank him enough, man. That's the reason why we named, we named the player of the year award after him. Cause you know, he's, he's our, he's our player of the year, uh, every single day. So thank you, Spencer. Um, if you guys like our beats, you like his beats. I don't know why I say our beats. If you like Spencer's beats, man, um, go ahead and hit him up on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, that guy dope, uh, hit him up and. You know, start collaborating, man. He's he's definitely something really someone really special. Uh but yeah. Now, thank you for listening to episode ninety nine. Catch you next week for episode one hundred. There you go. Take care, guys. cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.